0: Hello and welcome to episode 51 of Forty Dice Friends. My name is Grant Howitt. This is Christopher Taylor and we are not at Carnegie Hall anymore.
1: They threw us out.
0: They th- we, we 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 tried to get every episode recorded there, but it
1: cost a lot of
0: money. Yeah.
1: And also I don't know are where it? Carnegie Hall is anymore. No. <laughs> I got very drunk at the reception. <laughs> You've lost that memory. It's <laughs> gone. It was really hard trying to record, to record without you but um, All I remember is Sean Connery's grinning face as he spiked the punch <laughs> He's a party fellow He is <laughs> Isn't he? he he enjoys
0: a good party and also getting people drunk without their consent He
1: loves the tequila
0: Anyway, we're back we, We've had our meteoric rise to fame And we're ha- now having our sad and slow crumble towards obscurity Our
1: grinding come down
0: Towards this, our 51st episode. I guess the 100th episode, at which point we'll stop.
1: Yeah, that'll be done on the moon. I think. <laughs> <laughs> got to, I mean, it's like, that's the logical steps, isn't it? Carnegie Hall, oh, the moon. The moon,
0: yeah. And I believe then Prince dreams. played there once. Dreams is, the, is 100, episode 150. Yep. It takes place in your dreams, listener. Just you. It's a unique episode for each person. What have you been up to this week, Christopher?
1: I've been doing... Is it anything? I've been doing more painting and modelling. Lovely. I've been what, doing What, what have you recently painted? Nerd what
0: have you recently painted, you big nerd? Yeah,
1: big nerd. Yeah. Uh, I've been painting some resurrectionists for Malifaux.
0: Oh, those are those are um, goths, right?
1: They're the, they're the people that, that futz about with the undead.
0: Oh, okay, cool. I have been making a, some some inquisitors for Warhammer. I, uh, I got a box of cheap... Um, well, I've got a box of cheap models, basically. i have got some I'm moody playing. plastic. I've got some moody sprues, off, actually off a listener, thank you Will. Um, and I, I've, also got, I've also discovered the wonderful world of eBay bits auctions, <laughs> where you can go and bid on a box of models where you're not entirely sure what's in there, and you're guaranteed there's not a single complete model. But that, for me, is an exciting lucky dip I cannot resist. It's
1: the modelling world of a rummage sale.
0: Basically, yes, yeah, shell. J- jumble shell. Jumble shell. Hello, hello, I've come back.
1: No, <laughs>
0: I've spiked the punch. to <laughs> tequila is what I meant to. Um, the other thing is, I finished. I finished a Monster Hearts campaign as well. Well done. I, um, I, I, I wasn't running. I was. I was playing. I was a teenage vampire. Uh, and I drank a boy who I was trying to make my boyfriend for the whole campaign, and eventually I got bored of it.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> I tire so of I, you. So harsh. I
0: drank him, yeah. Uh, and we dismembered a, a whole cult, which was kind of grim. But and we 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 had to sort of come up with reasons why why we weren't just vomiting and hiding, <laughs> which was fun. It was you know it was apparently it was not your standard game of Monster Hearts, and that normally you you know you that like you that you fall out with people and argue with your parents. And um one of us just made a woman pop. <laughs> just like just like her head came off and all her blood went everywhere. It was really exciting. Mm. Not me though, I should stress. Oh well. So let's talk about role playing games. That's what these people have come here role to role playing to, games. Role playing games. What is a role playing game, Christopher? We don't we just
1: don't know. We might as well ask what are dice? You actually want to know what a role-playing game is? Because if so, I've been lied to for a while. Uh, okay. Um, okay, no, no, no. I, I, I know what it is. Oh, I, thank goodness! I, that
0: I was, I was pretending to be stupid for the listener. That's
1: fine. I was about to say because we we are in the business yeah. of making them. I'll be honest with you. I've just been styling it out. To you, yeah. what <laughs> You've what? really been doing well. What happens after we release them? <laughs> People play them and hopefully enjoy them. <laughs> it's like a novel, but you don't write it. Yeah, we're releasing a game soon.
0: Yes, come out in two weeks. Spire's coming out. Well, um, i have hit the point now where I'm so excited I wanted to stop. That's kind of <laughs> I that's would like it to be over out. now, please. That's kind of where I'm at with it now. Um, no, what I meant is let's talk about role-playing games. Let's answer some questions. Let's. We have we've scoured the internet and also the Discord for the beefiest questions, and we've got a veritable mug of bovril of questions. We we, we have a we have a thick mug of beefy bovril. We have a in beef question key. terms. Yeah, we've got a steamy beef tea. So, Chris, I'm sitting here. I've got my I've got my beef tea napkin on around my neck. Your bib and my bib. Yeah, thank you. And um, my hands are grasping, ready for a hot mug of that beef stuff. So, can you put down um, one of those mugs in my hands? In the form <laughs> will, of a question,
1: I will proffer one up that fans has made for you.
0: Can you Can you maybe help me with this analogy? <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: why I was proffering you one up. I was thank you. Fans yeah, that fans has made.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And fans have made a beef is, my, tea.
0: My mouth is ready and, and waiting. And
1: written on that mug mm-hmm. is how do I keep my vampire secret when all their weaknesses make it incredibly obvious. So that, is
0: it written very small or is it a big mug?
1: It, it's written very small. Oh, okay, and to, it's a big mug. You have to squint. Yeah, okay, cool. There um, is a second section, but that'll be on the biscuit you get later. Okay, cool. Can we can we look at the biscuit you, just, the, just, just a reference? The biscuit says also why is silver a weakness for so many things? Is it an allergy thing?
0: Let's ask the silver let's answer the silver question first. Okay. It's disinfectant, isn't it? It's antibacterial. It's an, it's an antibacterial. It is, like, silver is naturally antibacterial. It's been used in medicine for thousands of years. It also gets garlic off your hands, I seem to remember. Isn't that aluminium? Oh, maybe it's aluminium. That would explain why it came in big lumps by the sink.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, but it's, it is antibacterial, and so when if if you view vampirism or more commonly werewolfism, that's the that's that's your standard silver issue. Mm. Um, it is it it can drive out that disease, and that's why. Um, also, like I, I don't think is, are people allergic to silver? You can be. You can. You can, can you? you can be allergic to everything. You, but can is that be like a re- you could be
1: reactant to silver. Uh, Reactant. Um, I don't know if that's the word. It sounds right. You can be a reactant. I okay. You know what? I have no idea, and I'm not going to look it up. Okay, Um, cool. I understand. that secret, secret vampires. Yeah. If you if you wear a no, if you wear a silver ring, Mm -hmm. it can do stuff, weird stuff to your skin. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Secret vampires. Oh, so secret. I'm thinking some sort of like a mustache, a fake nose, and some glasses. Big hats. Big hat, yeah. What if it was just three vampires in a trench coat? <laughs> it's a solution to anyway, everything. I am the world's tallest vampire. I mean, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm so
1: bad at this. Oh my <sighs> god.
0: <laughs> Come on, boys, we're going home. We've lost
1: three vampires that way. Um,
0: so one thing you can do is make their weaknesses different. You can also there update is- them for the modern age. Oh for the modern age Get postmodern yeah. So like um, what's What would it be So
1: rather than mirrors They don't show up On security cameras They don't show up on, uh, In selfies
0: They don't show up On selfies They don't show up In um, camera phones Yeah I think actually Vampire the Masquerade Has a bit on this Which is like If the camera uses A mirror to film Then they don't show up But if it uses If it just captures The light Then it uses uh, th- Then they do show up
1: Oh that's something I'm never going to ch- Look up and check Hmm.
0: Yeah Yeah I so I I think there's there's two good resources to this. There's one which is Knight's Black Agents. Oh yeah, which is which is a cracking book if you like spycraft. Uh, I I I don't understand spycraft, so a lot of the book is a, is a total mystery to me. But I'm assured it's great.
1: It is a little dense with it.
0: Mm. And the other one is uh, much le- much less well known. Is I I don't even know whether it's available still. It's by Dan Bain, the man who made Wushu. It's called Vampires Suck. <laughs> Uh, I think it's I think it's like twenty different kinds of vampires. What they're allergic to and why? That's nice. And what their weaknesses are. And so he's got like Aztec vampires who are weak versus gold. That makes sense. But but they're not harmed by the sun. I like that. And yeah, and and like I think he's got like he's got space vampires, uh, which 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 can which can like get through, which which can survive in the void. <laughs> but their
1: <laughs> their weakness is not a vacuum.
0: <laughs> the thing about Nights Black Agents, though, is that it gives you a like a list of things to pick to have, like what your vampires weak to, and then sort of work out why um, in in like in the GM section. And it's really fun because it means that when your players go into it, they won't know what vampires are and what they do. Yeah, so you can have like rock salt and hawthorn if you want, or you can have um, like playing sound at a certain frequency forces them to coalesce. Which gets rid of their sort of teleportation superpowers or what have you. There's an awful lot of fun things you can do if you if you treat it as a random table and then work out why these guys are vampires.
1: One of the nice things about mixing up the the weaknesses and how you mm. interact with the vampire is that mm. they're going to go in with the assumption that right we oh it's a vampire eh? I've got a stake yeah. here I've got some yeah. holy water not holy water yeah. across and you slosh it in their face and then you get yeah. eaten. Yeah, you, you just cleaned their face. Yeah, they are now wet.
0: Actually, these vampires are holy. How did that work? Let's let's puzzle that out together. Yeah, let's
1: let's see what's going on there. And mm. it's nice if you can kind of build that new mythos in yeah. your game.
0: spot I, I ran um, Hunter: The Vigil many moons ago for a group in London. But before I pachinkoed around the world following my wife's work, and the deal I had with that is that I had, I had to change every single world of darkness monster in that they couldn't just be what they are in World of Darkness. And so we had uh, werewolves who uh, who were interdimensional, like, flesh and bone monsters who stole skins. Okay. So, so, so like, they could do werewolf stuff. Like, they, they had a human skin and they had a wolf skin, but they couldn't, like, change without get, without sort of taking off the skin in the cave they lived in. Oh. And they had... Um, <laughs> Imagine uh, but... those
1: little racks of clothes. Like... Yeah. Mm. Well, who was am skins. I going to be today? <clears throat>
0: they had uh so what was the other one we had um uh, vampirism as a there was a vampire who had a heroin cult and he was he was mixing his blood in with the heroin and then the players turned up and t- turned up and, and shanked him to death and then like the next morning or the next night one of the cult woke up and it was him oh that's nice so like he he was an infection in the cult and I think if you can... And aside from that, he was a normal vampire. And like aside from that, they were normal werewolves in as much as, you know, and, and until you got them out of their skin. And you, you can have a lot of fun with players by futzing with that.
1: Yeah, it's, can I ask... Oh, go on. No, no, can
0: I. can ask if I can ask you a question unless you've got anything else no, to ask.
1: No, no, you can. Oh, please, ask away. I need my mug of tea. On the Lambda asks, it's from Reddit, what's the most interesting dungeon you've come across? So, in published RPG universe, yeah. the Stone Thief. Yeah, what a great dungeon! That what is. a what a genius goddamn dungeon! So this this is from Thirteenth Age. It's a Gareth Rider Hanrahan, I think. Yes, isn't it? and it's it's a living dungeon, which yeah. is living part dungeons of the Thirteenth is... Age world. <laughs> living dungeons in Thirteenth Age
0: they are they they move around. And it's a really nice explanation of why no one else has been in the dungeon yet, and why it's full of monsters, because it cause it ate their homes.
1: Yep, yeah. It just it just hoovers up uh, magical places. Mm. Um, nobody quite knows why, but it just absorbs them. And so, and one of the one of the icons has blinded it, so mm. it's just sort of going through the th- through the, through the world, and that's why you can you can enter it because it's breaching the surface now.
0: Yeah, and it's a tremendous excuse just to have all sorts of wacky shit in one place because it et it.
1: Yeah, and like you go yeah. to the stomach, and it's just a jumble of buildings that haven't been yeah. absorbed yet.
0: I think like one of the things, one one of the very interesting things for dungeons with me is like if someone plays with the idea
1: of a dungeon because they don't make
0: a great deal of sense. No,
1: no, no not um, not just, your standard first level adventurer just, dungeon. Just from a damp proofing point of view, those things are going to flood. I live on ground level and it's hard enough, to, I've,
0: I've, we've got a dehumidifier running all the time. <laughs> and like we live, I mean, this building was built in the nineteen fifties, so imagine one built using medieval tech six levels down. Yeah. What you've got there is a pool.
1: <laughs> what you've got there is a drowning hazard. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah, um,
0: or like dungeons which feel dungeons dungeons which play with the. Um, with the idea of why a dungeon is here and what the players are inter- uh, how the players are interacting with it, uh, there's an excellent piece on uh, the Alexandrian, which is an incredible website for roleplay advice called the called JKing the dungeon, <laughs> uh, and I would recommend that J a c q u a y i n g,
1: ah, memorable,
0: something along, something along those lines. Well, it's it's named after an author. Okay. Um, uh, Who's also the lead singer of Jimariqui.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, and it's it's about like that's that's a really good philosophy idea for for like taking a dungeon and modifying or building your own. It's about how there need to be multiple routes through, and you need to have multiple exits. And like on on level three, you discover a route out to the outside, which means you can go out and come back, and the, and the thing can kind have of changed.
1: Yeah, because especially in D anD, d you've got finite resources. Yeah. Um and it's never fun just camping in a dungeon. No, it also it really feels anticlimactic. Yeah. Like it's camping like... camping in a dungeon. That's like breaking into someone's house and sleeping there. Yeah, and it's while they're still there. And and there's 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 wandering monster tables and whatnot, but there's rarely yeah. proper repercussions for just bedding down in a dungeon room. Well, like if that if you treat it properly, that kills you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Are, what have the monsters the monster done? Well, they've barricaded the door and then set fire to it.
0: Yeah, well they barricaded the door and leaving it. They're leaving you to starve to death in there. Yeah, they barricade or like all four hundred of them has, have arrived. That sort of thing.
1: Yes, you've given and them that, twelve hours to organise themselves.
0: Yeah. And like, and that doesn't generally make a lot of sense, or, or 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 is very fun. I think like part of the issue with dungeons is they assume that the peop the people inside or the monsters inside are complete idiots and are deaf.
1: Yeah, that's one. of Especially in early second edition printed adventures, <laughs> there was this big yeah. issue of you'd have a fight in a room, mm-hmm. you know, screaming, clanging, the barbarians raging, yeah. what have you, and then you'd open a door, and three more monsters are in there. Oh, hello. No, I wondered what all the noise was. <laughs> was there a mod for a car next door?
0: But like, but uh, but again, like you, you hit the issue where if if dungeons behave the way they actually they're actually supposed to behave, then maybe some people might leave and talk to the other people and then stop you from advancing. Yeah, maybe dungeons might might function the way they're intended and not not just be completely steamrolled by five guys. One of whom is the height of a child
1: <laughs> and has a real affinity for locks. Yeah. <laughs> one of these guys is just a fucking musician if you put him on. <laughs> a locksmith, a musician, an idiot and a, and a book reader go into a dungeon
0: <laughs> don't forget the murderer
1: oh the murderer, yep
0: think, think about the word fighter, it's not soldier is it nope it's, it's not mercenary is it Nope. because what it's, he does is fights it's one who fights which is a very different idea, I mean it comes from fighting man what was it? There was there, there, there was Fighting Man and Magic User. Yep. With the with the first two skills and then they introduced um Vicar. What cleric? Vicar. Vicar.
1: Come in for a spot of tea.
0: I think things have gotten far too convoluted in the in the class market. <laughs> I think we need to we need to bring it back down to magic user, which is also like the least exciting name yeah. for a wizard.
1: Sword user. <laughs> Sword user Dagger Heart. facilitator
0: Harp owner <laughs> Cloak wearer And locksmith I I don't know, I don't read a lot of printed dungeons, honestly Um, I
1: also don't play in a lot of dungeon crawl campaigns No Generally, uh, I don't One, one do bit of advice, though, for, for, for dungeons Yeah Reskin them Like, ah. a normal dungeon doesn't have Like, you can have a dungeon in a forest Hmm the forest is thick and trackless, and there's sort yeah. of clear ways. Yeah, and you, and you can have rooms and all that sort of stuff, and levels if you want to go elven yeah. tree forest, etc. Yeah, and it's still a dungeon; it still functions exactly the same.
0: You can you also sort of reskin it as a, as a city. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Like if you just like each room is a building, and each 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 path each corridor is a through route between unimportant buildings,
1: and have people as environment. Yeah. See that's grand, this, and it means that you're follows, not just going down six steps and meeting a kobold.
0: Yeah, this follows on quite well to a question we have got from Dave Chan, who asks: Would Would D and D be better if all the dungeons were run by an explicit wily coyote character?
1: Yes, yes, the D the dun- yes. D D would be better. However, the dungeons would probably be worse for their function. This
0: This dungeon is actually just just the dungeon entrance painted on a mountainside. <laughs>
1: Well, it's a good thing that we run full tilt into everything. So, oh, god! Can you imagine that? Just, just like one of the doors is painted on, and the barbarian is kicking it over and over, rolling strength check after strength check. You've
0: met players that would happen. Yeah, yeah. I, so, so it's, it's, it's an interesting, interesting question to ask this, Dave Chan, because Chris is, I believe, one of the foremost experts on Wily e. Coyote <laughs> in in England, if not a Wily Europe.
1: Coyote scholar of note.
0: Chris Chris makes a Chris makes it a point to watch every Wiley Coyote cartoon at least once a year. Yeah,
1: why wouldn't you? He's got, They're the best he's got ever him, made.
0: He's got <laughs> them on DVD, which is impressive.
1: <laughs> Took me also, ages to
0: collect. I will say, Wiley Coyote is gener- g- generally free from a lot of the problematic motions which taint a lot of earlier um, Warner Brothers work.
1: I, I will say there are two or three episodes where it is questionable. Yeah, but that's two or three Fair episodes point. out of a hundred odd.
0: Yeah, and generally it's it's a, it, it, it it's about the pure mechanics of someone doing machines wrong.
1: Yeah, and the the interesting thing is like Wale Cody is a stone cold genius. Okay, go on. Like he's actually like PhD level smart. Oh, like 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 an
0: engineer. Into,
1: yeah, like he calculates trajectories perfectly every time. Mm. It isn't his fault. Ninety percent of the time that he doesn't get the Roadrunner, it's well, Acme he's... Corporations. Yes,
0: uh, you've read the rules, right? No. So uh, there are there are nine official rules from from Chuck Jones.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, for example, rule one: the Roadrunner cannot harm the Coyote except by going beep beep.
1: Yeah, It it's just sarcasm and it's like,
0: uh, no outside force can harm the coyote. The coyote could stop any time. No dialogue ever except beep beep The Roadrunner must stay on the road, otherwise he would not be called Roadrunner. All materials must be obtained from the Acme Corporation. Whenever possible, make gravity the coyote's greatest enemy.
1: Yep. And... It's, it's uh it's an interesting set of rules. I there are episodes where the where the coyote talks.
0: Oh, I didn't. I've not seen those myself.
1: There's one where he where he stops for a minute, like like it all goes wrong, and he and he he goes and explains exactly what's happened.
0: Is that is that one of the problematic ones where he just goes on a long diatribe against the Japanese? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay.
1: No. He but he explains exactly what went wrong. Oh, okay. And just and just goes and at this point, it's mainly just for the honor of catching it. And then carries on with with the normal. <laughs>
0: yeah, it has um, it has the quote here: "A fanatic is one who redoubles his effort when he has forgotten his aim." Yes, as a as a quote, and that and that is the is the the uh, the, the markings of Wiley Coyote. Now it's interesting to apply this to dungeon mechanics because you'd you'd have to have Wiley Coyote there.
1: Yes, he'd have to be and just
0: off screen. He'd have to be getting humiliated over and over. Which makes it, that's the thing, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, he's not really a villain per se. He's not a villain, he's the hero. He just, he just he's, continually fails. He's my hero. I suppose he's a brooding anti-hero.
1: He, he's, he's certainly my hero. And like wobble, Spawn or Blade. Which is why I've failed so much in my life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your insistence on contraptions.
1: And just putting birdseed in the middle of the road. <laughs> You've got to go somewhere. Always one rolling away. I just, so
0: i'm not sure it would work i don't that's that's the thing like i think you could have a really funny dungeon where all the traps were weirdly built and didn't function but you couldn't have a functional dungeon with a proper villain in it who was wily coyote because the thing is he gets undone after
1: every single turn but the interesting thing is mm-hmm. if you have the road runner with you Oh I see. Now if you have the Roadrunner with you, the only person unharmed by the traps is the Roadrunner. Oh I see, that's interesting. Everyone else gets caught Everyone up. Everyone else it. gets caught like, up in full the trap.
0: 18 certificate mangled.
1: Yeah. So if the roadrunner is existent in the dungeon mm. as is as is Wiley Coyote, then anybody else in the dungeon is in the most deadly place in the universe. But it's <laughs> not sure, sure, yeah. on fire.
0: At the heart of chaos. Yeah.
1: I just realized I think
0: why why I'm into E. Coyote and also a little bit Bugs Bunny, is because it's it's kind of trickster
1: mythos, but inverted. Yeah, well Bugs Bunny and E. Coyote are opposite characters. Yeah. Go on. Talk about that. Bugs Bunny doesn't do anything and wins. Hmm. Occasionally he has schemes. Y- yes, but it's casual.
0: Yeah. And, and and it's and it's it's someone else's ineptitude which lets him win.
1: Yeah, like in um What's it? Two Rabbits of Verona. Um, want- <laughs> he's 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 singing. He, he's, <clears throat> he's singing uh, an operetta, mm-hmm. and he no, not, he's conducting the orchestra. Yes, and he does he does a higher gesture, mm-hmm. and then takes his hand out of the glove, mm-hmm. goes away, orders a package, <laughs> um, gets well, the package, well, and, like, and, and like leaves the glove. Leaves there. the glove there, so it's still doing yeah. it. Goes yeah. away, orders a package, comes back, sets up a thing. Puts his hand back in the glove, carries on, and his trap goes off. It's yeah. casual, yeah. Whereas real real smooth, Wiley Coyote puts in hours of mm. grinding hard work and gets nothing off-screen effort, yeah. As well,
0: I think I think we like we we really should just put the role playing to one side and split this podcast us in, pod, into biscuit chat, takeaway chat, and uh, Warner Brothers cartoons.
1: <laughs> I would I would thing. be happy talking about Probably Warner Brothers pr- cartoons forever.
0: I think you might need someone else who knows a bit more about Warner Brothers cartoons to do it with. I,
1: I'd be quite happy just sitting there describing what's happening on screen, to be honest with you. <laughs> like So like an enthusiast commentary. Yeah. Oh, look what he's doing. Give me a question. I'll give you a question. If bards could specialise by music genre, what abilities would that grant? By Claire. Hmm.
0: hmm. Now the obvious one is metal, isn't it? Yes, because like like the unofficial soundtrack of D and D is metal. Is it? I think so.
1: That's upsetting. I mean,
0: well, that's that's what that's kind of the whole mum's basement soundtrack, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I I personally don't metal. Never, never quite got the appeal. And the more into metal you get, like the like the less, what's the word? Coherent the vocals are the less I understand the logos. Yes, the logo's... It, if, if the logo looks like you spilt a tree, <laughs> I'm really not sure what you're getting out of this. Like, it goes quite fast. I, can't, I quite like... I, I really liked the Doom soundtrack. That was metal. That was. That was but bloody. didn't have any of the... Didn't have... It's, 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 it's,
1: it's, I can't... I don't, I don't... I don't... I don't... No, I don't understand it. And that's not to say that people can't like it, obviously, but... Uh-huh. No people can't like it. We're right. No, but They're how right. they like it is the question I. Yeah. You know what?
0: It, if you like if you like metal music and proper like thrash metal, black metal, doom metal, your your endless spiral of metals, please write in and then tell us why.
1: Genuine question. Like I'm Yeah. I would like to know.
0: I can't wrap my head around it. It's like it's like certain niche sexual fetishes. I can't work out why that's arousing. I can't work out why you'd
1: like metal. I appreciate the dancing of metal. The the throwing your head up and down. The throwing your head up and down, and, and then the windmill. Yes, the aesthetic's kind of cool. This I like the cool. Aesthetic. I like. It doesn't the, require washing apparently. I like the fact that you do a fight instead of dancing at a concert. Yes, that's good. The moshing. Running around in a that's circle fun. as fast as you can. Yes. That's genius.
0: Have you, have you moshed ever?
1: No, I've been near a mosh pit. I, I've moshed a couple of times in my life. It's it,
0: it It surprised me how quickly it winded me.
1: Yeah, well, that's because it's punched in the lungs. Well,
0: that's the thing, you're not trying to hurt people. You're trying to run into them as fast as possible. <laughs> which which doesn't really hurt, but it's just like, oh, I need to stop now. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> done here.
1: Oh, Matt Bowles. <sighs> Oh, good animals. Oh, nox.
0: Okay, folk. Your genre is folk music. Uh, yep,
1: that's a sleep spell. A sleep spell? Yeah. Maybe, like, I'm, I'm guessing, like, healing magic. Healing magic? Something. I was about to say something folksy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one would fucking yeah. hope. No, really. Um, But I mean, like, that sort of hedge witch. Herbalist yeah. end of the spectrum, like big, big cooking pot sort of thing. Yeah, a
0: cauldron with food in rather than I mute. Yes, yeah, I think that would that. work.
1: What about house? I,
0: um, just haste spells. I imagine just
1: hundreds of haste spells.
0: Just, just uh, we're talking haste spells, buffs, um, uh, area, area debuffs from the from the strobes. Yep. Wish I liked house music, Chris. <laughs>
1: pick pick I, a genre I'm of really music you in... like. Sorry. Pick a genre of music you like. Um, neurostep. Cool. Explain what the <laughs> fuck that is. <laughs> Actually,
0: well, I'm, I'm 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 honestly more into um, um, I suppose you'd call it glitch step or glitch hop, mm-hmm. which is kind of good. Um, so that's um, so like glitch hop is you take. A sort of funky soul beat. hmm And then you go and you go like near nearby to it. That's good.
1: So you take you take a you take a stereo playing fame funky soul and you throw it down the stairs.
0: I don't know what the genre of music I like is called, but it goes. Like my wife does an excellent impression. I'll see if I can recreate it <laughs>
1: See, that just sounds like metal to me. It does sound
0: like metal, but I want you to electronic that. Oh, and bleep-loops happening. Maybe I shouldn't have gone the bomb, 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 bomb. That was too yeah. um, metal-y. You know, the what? Can, there. You know what? I can, I, I can just paste them in,
1: in, into the podcast. You could. I'll so just it, do that. It sounds like this.
0: Like, what did you think of that, Chris? Awful. <laughs> and that would be that would be seduction spells, but the sort of seduction spells that happen in about like 0. 0.75 seconds. What do you mean? Like, like, well, like like incredibly quick seduction spells, and like like everything would happen on a strobe light. <laughs> like it it, it would affect it would effectively actually. I love you. Know you. Who are you? Not like not love, but. The idea would be that um, it would it, it would be a time skip spell, but it just condenses down your actions into a montage.
1: Okay, I like that. So
0: you get an entire evening's. It, it it's it's also like my general memory of going out dancing to it, in that I have no real memory of what happened, except I know it was very good, and I and, and your legs I'm are like,
1: very tired. My legs are very tired,
0: and my jaws for oh, just just trying to just trying to chew out my own molars, but. <laughs> i I can remember snapshots from the evening, so I think having a dance music bard as being able to do time skip as a montage would be nice.
1: What about a sort of pop bard?
0: Um, cheering inspire competence an S Club Seven bard.
1: S Club Seven, or the, the what about the oh. Venger Bard?
0: The ve- well, there's someone Vengerbus. <laughs> I assume something for all the venereal disease. It looks like they have yeah some sort of cure. Light
1: they are riddled. Yeah, they, like look,
0: they look really dirty. <laughs> they look really <laughs> unclean. I, I I do want to mention um, to to the listeners the Vengaverse.
1: Have I mentioned this in the podcast before? I honestly don't know, but it's,
0: it bears repeating now. I have a light obsession with the Vengaverse, which is if you assume every Venga Boy's video, two two of the Venga Boys, by the way, are, are, are girls, mm-hmm. but hey ho, um, every Venga Boy's video takes place in the same universe. Coming to a peak with, their, I think it was a 2012 uh, dubstep hit, which Nick, not only the music concept, but several of the beats from the Nicki Minaj "Pound the Alarm," and then like they wake up, like one of them wakes up on a beach, and one of them um, is standing in full high heels and evening wear in the middle of in the middle of what looks like African countryside, thumbing a lift from the venga bus. And I just like the idea that these are these are sort of like greasy time travelers who are appearing, and then and like the Vengabus is coming, which is which is kind of a herald of doom.
1: Maybe they're like jaded future princes experiencing ennui. <laughs> and, they're, <laughs> and they're going back through time to experience all the raddest parties.
0: That would explain that would explain why their why their current music is worse than the music they released. In, in in like the early two thousands, late nineties, because they're improving as they go backwards in yeah. time.
1: Um, unfortunately, in early, in in like nineteen eighty six, they're brutally killed.
0: Oh my goodness, it's horrendous! But it you didn't make the papers because no one knew who they were <laughs> yet. <laughs> All of them strangled by by a by a, I'm, I'm going to call them the time police, the time crimes division yeah. in in an unnamed Berlin nightclub.
1: The Chrono Cops,
0: <laughs> no quarter so,
1: given. An, an an awful lot of <laughs>
0: quarter past dead. An awful lot of the um of the Vengar Boys music is um focused around evading the Chrono Cops. <laughs> the Vengabus Bus is so when they say the Vengabus Bus is coming, what that means is the Vengabus Bus arrives, and it's like you know how when you drive through a time portal,
1: you know how when you do that, yeah.
0: But because it's a bus, it operates on a very strict schedule.
1: See, I always took it as a dire portent. A di- well, that's
0: that's the thing; it causes a huge amount of like temporal anomalies. Yeah, it, it, the, it's the very dangerous. It places
1: upon time itself.
0: Like you know, you, you know the student riots in London mm-hmm. a few years ago. That was the Venger bus.
1: That explains a lot.
0: Yeah, that was that that was
1: that was the release of the third studio album.
0: <laughs> in fact, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. I'm just going to pop onto Wikipedia real quick. And just and see...
1: atrocity to album release.
0: Yeah, real quick. Venga boys, thank you. Yes, that sounds good. Uh, they're Dutch. Apparently they're still operating, which no, I think is
1: wrong. claiming under Dutch.
0: Yes. Well, I guess technically they're from space.
1: Yeah.
0: Don't mean to alarm you. One of those genres is bubblegum dance. Oh,
1: bubblegum dance. What? So, interesting. Yeah. Interestingly
0: enough, in 1990... So, in 1997... At their death, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, Dutch producers Dansky and Dolmundo initially found success organising illegal beach parties during the summers.
1: Which is where they got caught by the chrono police! Right? That's where they were nabbed.
0: <laughs> yes, however, in 1998, in they, they changed a load of members and they released Boom Boom Boom, which I suppose was their... What happened in nineteen ninety nine? Hang on, did they release anything in
1: two thousand and one? No, oh man, maybe my theory's not correct. <laughs> I am sure something. I am sure something terrible happened in the world that year.
0: Well, that, that, that was the really big thing in two thousand and one that everyone remembers.
1: Uh, nothing happened.
0: Okay, cool. Anyway, um, yeah, the vanga Boys deal in, in uh, time evasion spells, um, and I think like party.
1: Yeah. They siphon oh. off party from the bus' fuel reserves.
0: <laughs> like, like what? By sucking it out with a hosepipe? Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh, it's a lot of party! Oh jeez! Oh, got party in my mouth. And <laughs> no one's invited. Leave me alone. <laughs> I I also think that, that that um their song "Hey, We're Going to Ibiza, is a clue that it's not Ibiza, but it's the sunken city of Ibiza, the predecessor, much like Atlantis. Yep. It's, they were going, it's their
1: native land. They go
0: hey, we're going to Vitsa to refuel the time bus. Actually, in, in, in space language, Venga means time.
1: The time boys Time
0: Boys Um I'm trying to think of another genre of music.
1: <laughs> uh grunge, Nirvana. Um I'm trying, trying to do something that's not time related with that and blinding we, plaid shirts.
0: Have we peaked? <laughs> is this is this the answer to the question?
1: What the Venga boys time magic? Yeah, I think it's Venga boys time magic. Yeah,
0: okay, cool. I also reckon like the Venger Bus can probably do something like I guess like 4d10 bashing. <laughs> 4d10 like bludgeoning damage if it hits you. Psychic damage. Oh, well I mean you, no, you, you get psychic damage from like if if the windows are down, you get psychic damage. Yeah. But just from the force of the bus hitting you, you get physical damage. And then there's and then there's there's uh fire damage if you stand near the jet engines on the back.
1: Oof. Well, I've seen that happen. Give me a question. Roy C off Reddit asks, unnecessary mm-hmm. RPG accessories? Cuz there are a lot, I'm guessing. I'm going to guess um more dice than you need. So Falling into the dice trap is a real problem as an RPG player, especially
0: if you land on a D4. Oh
1: boy! Oh, Caltrops of the Soul. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Aren't all Caltrops?
1: gone? Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, lost my train of thought now. Dad, Falling you into the dice it? trap. Falling into the dice trap is all too common. Yeah. Where you end up with boxes and boxes of dice when you yeah. need like ten.
0: You need so I'm guessing you need one of every every normal kind of dice and by normal I mean abnormal Dungeons and Dragons dice. Yep,
1: nerd dice.
0: Uh, I think you need a you need a handful of D10 and a handful of D6. And that's going to basically cover you.
1: Yeah. But I've think, got I've got a box of dice under my bed that I don't use cuz I've got too many dice.
0: I don't buy dice. I bought like like I bought a few uh, I bought a few dice for testing Spire because I, at that point it was a D twenty game and I only had two and I kept losing them. Fair. <laughs> and I bought some D tens when it was a D ten game. But honestly, aside from that, I don't really get dice.
1: No. Uh, I don't.
0: I don't see why they're fun. I mean, they're, they're pretty and stuff, but it's not like jewelry. You can't wear them. You, well, you, you can, can wear
1: know. them. You know, what I, I mean? Etsy has proven. <laughs> um, when Back when Gen Con was in England I bought mm. several Handfuls of dice Now the handfuls of dice I can get behind That was fun Because you have the world's largest hands I do and I rob them blind Freakishly big hands oh, we're, we're out of dice He's only taken two handfuls Oh, Now we are poor <laughs> How will we feed our families We harvested those dice for months
0: We will have to kill one of our children.
1: You, man with the
0: biggest hands in the world. Which of our children should die?
1: That one. Thank you. (laughs) So. I was pointing at both. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You you know what? You know what? Mm -hmm. There's actually an RPG product that angers me a little bit. Which one's that? Dice Towers. Yeah. What are they I, even for? I thought you were going to say
0: mythender because that involves rolling fifty d6 at a time.
1: <laughs> no, I don't like doing that.
0: Mm. Dice towers. Well, they're for um, they're to ensure a good clean roll of the dice.
1: You know what also works for that? Hands, 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 hands and tables. tables. I How like the come? idea of a dice tray. Yeah, because then your like dice, dice are contained. Tray. That's neat. Yeah.
0: Especially if it's like one of those nice fold-out leather dice trays, so it doesn't make any noise when you oh, roll on it. Silent rolling,
1: metal dice. Ugh, metal dice, or just like noisemakers. makers. I as like they know. tables. I like. I them like to not table. be destroyed yeah. every time you want it's to a hit a f- goblin. It's
0: a fucking drum roll every time you make a saving throw, and I can appreciate how you might like that, but I don't. Ugh.
1: But what? Back to dice towers, just yeah. Back to dice towers. So, so
0: just to explain what a dice tower is to the uninitiated. It's kind of like it's built like a periscope, mm-hmm. like a small periscope. You put on the table, you push your dice through the top, they fall down, and they roll at the bottom into a little container, it, it, and that rolls the dice for you.
1: It's like your DM doesn't trust you to roll dice at that point. Like, put well, it in the tower. I will say one thing:
0: I remain like continually impressed at the number of people who shake the dice around like they owe them money, yeah, and then throw them off the table. <laughs> Like, Every so game will happen once. Well, yeah, but these people have been role-playing for like 10 years, some of them. It's like, like, like we make jokes about, oh, you're not very good at D&D because you rolled
1: low. You should be able to get it on the table. Yeah. Like, it's just not... move it around in your hand so you don't know what the number is on top. Yeah. And then and let then go. And then drop it. Yeah.
0: Doesn't have to, it doesn't have to go nuts. That that bothers me. That does. I think and it sucks. comes
1: from casinos, like seeing people do craps tables. Yeah, like, like blow in it and then shake it Ooh, against but the side. dice yeah. are designed to be thrown hard against a wall. And, yes, because.
0: And they, they have, like, a little. basically a big green bucket you can throw them into. Ooh. I think that's what they call it.
1: I guarantee that's right. Mm hmm. I think.
0: big dice bags are a problem. I mean, I, think, I don't know. Like, I, I keep my. Well, if you've got lots of dice, you want to carry them around. I don't, like, I don't. I don't need that many dice outside of my playing space.
1: Yeah, I have two dice bags. I have well, you, one. F- you I have I've one fairly one. large one, and one. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, in quotation marks, travel one or the one I use.
0: Up until one of my players bought me a nice leather bag to carry my dice in, I just used to carry them around either loose in my bag, which was horrid, <laughs> or in a plastic sandwich bag,
1: which which is clean and lets you through airport customs.
0: That's true. Yeah, but it's not especially classy for a games designer. No. Like two, like I was, I was, I was doing the protest for paranoia in New York, and I turned up with basically a, a Ziploc sandwich bag full of moody D sexes.
1: <laughs> what you want is like a glasses case where you click it open, and they're all arranged inside. Oh, and they, is, and so it looks slick and executive. I want, I want one of those, uh, like like a tool case. Like a toolbox
0: when you open it, and it's got it's got those different like like shelves on layers. Oh yeah, open that, and then they all come out, and you've got like d8s on one side and d6s, and a load of just loose ones in on the bottom for pushing your hand into.
1: Yeah, I quite like those those roll those roll up. Things. Those those yeah. are
0: superfluous. I
1: I quite like them because they keep pens in pla in place as well. Yeah, where where the hell else are we going to keep pens? I don't know. I don't have any pockets
0: or bags. Which you might have a role playing book in,
1: or behind your fucking ear. <laughs> <laughs> That's really strident. But
0: like, put it behind your ear. <laughs> your fucking ear. I, like, I, I get. I. It's one of the things which bothers me about going to conventions is I don't get the whole the like the minutiae. Minutiae isn't the right word. The um sort of role playing dandruff that springs up around the books, like the dice towers, the extra colours of dice. Your D thirties your um cloth wraps to keep your role playing tools in
1: your your cloth maps that sort of thing i don't get it the cloth maps i can kind of understand
0: back in my day chris oh, back in my, my day my i didn't know i didn't have time for all these all these dice bags or money. all all I, all all, money, all i had were a single angel of fire sight with a with a role playing game role playing game written on it and two poker dice we had to translate into d6s <laughs> and I'll be honest with you Christopher It was shite
1: It was horrible Thank god for it the was... upgrades
0: <laughs> Thank god I can afford specialised dice now
1: Gee. It's
0: terrifying Do you think music is, a, is an unnecessary accessory?
1: I think music is an accessory I would like to use more in games It's so hard It's so difficult to get it right But when you do get it right yeah. it really works yeah, it's just difficult. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's too hard.
0: It's too hard. Christian you know of the Venger Boys had three members all called Cowboy.
1: <laughs> no man, that's one. He's just, he's just dying and then re- regenerating. Well, like, like this Cowboy is one of the members, and different people play him. No, it's, a... it's it's like um, it's like a vampire in quotation marks dying and then coming back. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so in two thousand, the year two thousand, Paws left the group. Robin Pause left the group to pursue a solo career, and he was
1: replaced by a dolphin trailer called Yorick Backer.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is fantastic, Vengalore.
0: Vengalore. So Sorry, I've got it. I've got it open. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to minimize it because the Vengalore is fantastic.
1: Check it out on Wikipedia now. They're, they're, they're currently touring with Steps. No. I mean, yeah. that, is, that is the perfect concoction.
0: That's the perfect combination.
1: Anyway, um, ask me a question, sorry. I'll
0: ask, I'll, a I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a question, I'll ask you a Come question. Then. What are... Guybrush asks, what are the best games for groups who just can't meet very often, but don't want to play one-shots, something they can pick up and continue playing, even after a couple of months between sessions?
1: Something where the game reminds you what's happened. Previously on. Yeah. Um... Uh, I don't know I don't know the answer to this question I'm a I'm a two self-made trumpets here we're going to we're going to toot our own horn I'm bound because you've got I guess so you've got the you've got got your deck with all of your um, scars in it telling you what's happened you've got fates that you've generated telling you what's happened So to explain to the Uninitiated
0: Fates are how you advance in Unbound, how you you level up. You write down kind of scenes you want to see, or goals you want to achieve, or more more like stuff you want to happen to your character, and then when when you do that, um, you level up. And you also have the group make one for you. So I think actually that that does work fairly well, but like having effectively writing down your current plot threads and having them as a mechanical resource... Mm. That could work quite well, actually. That's not that's not a bad answer. Games, what if we
1: games like Quiet Year as well? Although that's more one shot. That's
0: one. That is a one shot. Yeah. Expressly. Um. I guess you could play linked Quiet Quiet Year games, but I rather detracts from the charm. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I. I I used to love one shots, and I've written a fair deal of them, a fair number of them. I used to really like the idea of like of having a having a quick burn game. I think as I get a little bit older, and as I get a bit more confident in my abilities. I really like the idea of telling campaign stories and watching characters grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know, I'm not sure how to answer this question, it's really hard, because it's... I, I guess I would recommend against anything which has n- not a lot of ab- abstraction. Yes. Your Dungeons and your Dragons. Like, it can't It can't matter where your player characters are standing, as it were, except in broad geographical terms. Yeah, as
1: long as you know what continent they're on, you Gucci. Yeah, you Gucci... I, I I think this is the first one I'm stumped on I think the the issue here is that we're not talking about like oh there's a couple of weeks between sessions like we're talking a couple of months months between sessions
0: so I guess learn to maybe play some, online
1: maybe something like
0: Sion but Scion run through Wushu
1: yeah I mean Wushu but, you can play
0: well yeah Wushu you know you can play whilst falling like, down a hill it's very honestly
1: easy. I think actually Wushu the only way you could play a campaign Ooh. of it is with a couple of months gap that's interesting because you need to sort of decompress yeah. after you go through wushu. That's an
0: interesting point actually. I like the idea of having like if, if you take the idea of Scion, as like these big, larger than life god god blood characters. So you're so you're working at, like basically iconics as it were. Yeah, you're working in iconic terms, and then you, if you skip a few months, that's cool because you were really brash and bold beforehand. Okay, yeah, that works. So, you know, Scion using Wushu. There you are. Or maybe any game using Wushu, because it is exhausting.
1: <laughs> it really is. But so good. Thank you, Daniel Bain. Oh, thank you, Daniel Bain. I really wish you would do some more stuff. Yeah. He kind of yeah. slid off the map. Well, he was never really on the map. He was on my map, baby. Well, that's because I told you about him. That's why I wrote him on my map, baby. <laughs> It's just, it's just a drawing of a heart
0: and the words Dan Bain yeah. know, of how Howitt crossed out and the words Dan Bain <laughs> <right now. laughs> and then Dan Bain crossed out and then Christopher Bain. <laughs> <laughs> Too real. Not a great map, really. No,
1: it's not a map at all. Have <laughs> we run out of questions? I think we have. I think that's us.
0: Um, there's one oh Oh, yeah, there's 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 uh, there's there's two... there's a question
1: here. I got him.
0: which says, what's that?
1: If the Venger bus is coming, what do you do?
0: Well, if the Venga Bus is coming,
1: one must jump. It is already too late.
0: Listen, can we just talk about the Vanga Boys for a bit
1: more? No. Yeah, of course we can Here's a question. The Vanga campaign. hmm In the Vengaverse. I'm gonna call
0: it the Venga Saga. Okay. Are we playing the titch of the boys? Because they come with character classes as cowboy, etc. I think you could. Or
1: are we playing mortals caught up in their wake? I, I think groupies is is the best way to go there. Oh, I see.
0: Like like followers of anger, ghouls in a vampire game. Yeah. So you can like you you've been you've been fed party, and you have become addicted to party. But you can spend that party to give you limited powers. Yes and you're doing like you're 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 doing things for the venger boys quests Mi- quests yeah missions um we need you to throttle this guy who will kill us in 1997 yeah we've sent we've sent you back to 1995 good luck
1: <laughs> we are the venger avert our deaths
0: <laughs> we have already died you must claim vengeance for our death <laughs>
1: just everything, everything that sounds vaguely Vengary is converted to venger
0: I'm just going to very quickly look at their look at their uh, song history because I'm interested to see like what we so there's there's the Venga bus is coming obviously like like, like the Venga bus is the is the canonical like that's the core yep I'm going to a pizza my favorite the... hymnal my favorite <laughs> brother <laughs> sing with me i hmm that's the that's that con- that contains coded instructions for getting to their sunken capital
1: yeah
0: ibiza boom 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 i want you in my room let's spend the night together from now until
1: forever mhm that's when they stretch out a single night to last for the rest of your life that's a terrifying is that a curse or a blessing depends how much you like Venga.
0: <laughs> i'm actually quite indifferent Towards <laughs> a single night. We've also got things like We Like to Party, which is more of a mission statement.
1: Yep. Yeah, well, that's that's their that's their credo. Mm
0: Hmm. Do you know what their what their um what their first album was
1: called? I don't. Please tell me. The Party Album! Exclamation mark! <laughs> <laughs> We're not very good at names.
0: They are. There is there is a great. And powerful purity to the Vengaboys Boys in that they contained a dolphin trainer because that seemed good. Mm. I've also, I think there's been, I think there's been, so DJ, DJ, sorry, DJ JJ Van Zon briefly replaced <laughs> Donny Latuparisa for a short time as the cowboy, and then in 2012, Madonna returned to the group to, um, Reclaim his role as cowboy. Now, Madonna he was on a vision quest, <laughs> deep in the wilds of 1860s America. <laughs> Madonna, or, or as he was known at that point, Mad Dog, <laughs> was a fearsome gunfighter. Hence, cowboy.
1: Oh my lord!
0: I can't, I can't, I can't pass enough of this. There's so many weird Dutch names.
1: I think I think we need to call it there before any more Venga leaks out. I've,
0: yeah, I am. I don't mean to alarm you. I am knee deep in Venga. <laughs> <We're> deep <laughs> in Venga. It's sloshing around. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this Venga Boys and Warner Brothers appreciation podcast, which also briefly mentioned role playing. <laughs> we love you. We want you. In our room,
1: <laughs> from now until forever, until
0: forever, boom, 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 which is the sound of the cities collapsing, like like at the end of Fight Club. Except rather than anti-authoritarianism, it's time portals, loose time vortices pulling the superstructures of the buildings back to Neolithic times, towards the primordial venger,
1: <laughs> towards raw venger,
0: towards raw venger. Um, interestingly, interesting of the pool in which uh, football manager Arsene Wenger uh, crawled from. Mm. He's, he's 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 kind of a um kind of a on again off again um, antagonist foil
1: love interest for the Wenger boys. Which is unlucky for him, just because just purely because of his name.
0: Yeah, he does. He doesn't. He's not interested in the music. He wants to focus on football. He can't travel through time. No,
1: <laughs> but he does his best.
0: Even though the room even though the world is booming, we are you are safe in our room. Protected forever. by the Forever Protected forever. and like we know the meaning of forever. We've been there. We, <laughs> we've vengered it. We've taken holidays to forever and partied on the horizon of time. We want you in our room, safe, protected by walls of, of venger. And we want you to stay there forever. And if you don't, that's fine too.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We're not going to keep you.
0: We're not going to... We, we, like. It's like we're interested in having you there. You perhaps might be interested in boarding our rocket to Uranus, which was another song <laughs> which we released. <laughs> Apparently we're now the... Vag- Fuck me, Chris, this is getting away from me. Thank you very much for listening to this Hearty Dice podcast. We are the Hearty Dice boys. Christopher, Taylor, and Grant Howitt. We have no official association with the Venger boys and we wish to separate ourselves from that. So we would if, like
1: to officially join ourselves to Wally Coyote?
0: Yes. If you are interested in supporting more of this sort of thing, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends and give us some cash. Come and hang out on, on the Discord. Uh, yesterday, uh, well, uh, yesterday we had quite a long discussion about taking off your shoes when you go into houses. But I promise you, it's also interesting at times. <laughs> Uh, if you're interested in uh, in chatting to us, you can message us on Twitter at hdf podcast or send us an email uh, at heart at gmail.com. Uh, that's about it. Uh, also, pre-order Spire if you haven't already pre-ordered Spire. If you go to roonrookanddecard that's our proper business website. You can find a link there. You should buy Spire. Cause it's gonna be. It's, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be the rad. next. It's gonna be the next big thing. Yeah, boy. Yeah, you know that big thing you currently like.
1: Chuck it out. Get rid of it.
0: Put it put it in your big shed. You're gonna have it make, soon. Make some space for Spire, the next big thing. Thank you so much for listening. We love you and we will see you next week.
1: Bye. I, I Chris
0: can can you hear that? Hear yeah, what?
1: <laughs> Vengabus the bus is coming. The Vengabus bus is coming something something vanga something something <laughs> vanga